Welcome back to the Foul Balls podcast for May 8th, 2018. Running a little short on time because Matt has a basketball game to get to, but 14 games and we'll just jump into talking about them. Uh, one thing of note is that we don't know who's starting for the Cubs because you Darvish has the flu and the Cubs just put him on the DL. So no starter known for the Cubs as of now. So that could change things tomorrow because maybe a Chief ends up starting for them would be viable tomorrow against Miami. But for now, we'll just start with, at the top, we have a few really expensive guys. James Paxton coming off a ridiculous game. Severino in a tough matchup against the Yankees. I mean, a tough matchup against the Red Sox. Nola, a fairly tough matchup against the Giants. McCullers on the road. Kluber really expensive against Milwaukee. Who do you like of these pitchers, if any, Matt? I think this is going to be a night to go cheaper at pitching. Um, There are definitely some underpriced guys down below here. Uh, but at the top, I think Kluber makes the most sense just because of the strikeouts against Milwaukee. Um, they're probably the worst offense of any of the teams that these top pitchers are facing. Uh, I think McCullers and Paxton are definitely a little bit overpriced, especially McCullers. Um, so Kluber would be the choice on the high end, I think. Possibly Aaron Nola, but I, I think everyone is just a little bit too expensive here. Yeah, my preferred option would still be Kluber just because uh, it's a boost from going to the National League where he gets to face the pitcher. The Brewers already strike out a lot, as is, so I think there's a ton of upside in Kluber. It just kind of depends on how much value opens up on the slate, because if we see a lot of cheap guys hitting towards the top of lineups, which tends to happen on slates this big, then I think we could see Kluber fairly easy to fit into lineups. Uh, Moving down, uh, I like Sean Newcomb a decent amount at 8,500 against the Rays. Uh, Newcomb has a lot of upside. He actually hasn't even really had that much downside this year. He's scored at least 14 fantasy points now in five consecutive starts. He's gone over 32 fantasy points in two of them. Pretty easy matchup against the Rays. Uh, decent pitchers park. So I, I like Newcomb. Uh, Snell has been somebody who we've been on a decent amount recently. I just think it's such a tough matchup for him against the Braves. So what do you make of Newcomb? Um, I think Newcomb's a good play. It's a good matchup for him for sure, but I think Snell is so much better than him that I actually prefer Snell for slightly more. Um, Snell might be in the same ballpark as the the other pitchers that are on the high end. Like, he could be as good as Paxton, Nola, McCullers. He's not on Kluber's level, but I'm just bringing up Snell's numbers really quick. He's been as good as anyone, basically, this season. Uh, 9.6 Ks per nine, 2.6 walks per nine. The swinging strike percentage is really high, too, at 13.7%. Um, so that K rate might even actually be a little bit low, and maybe we can expect it to come up a little bit. Um, it was much higher until his last start or two where he didn't get as many strikeouts. Uh, yeah, he only struck out four at Detroit last game. Um, so even in a tough matchup, I think Snell is fine. Uh, I think it's pretty close between him and Newcomb, but just for reference here, the Rays are minus 127 right now. That's the line for the game. Um, So the Rays are favored, and I wouldn't imagine it's much of a public bias against Atlanta because Atlanta is uh, as trendy of a pick right now as there ever has been. It's like the highest-owned team every every single day, high-owned pitchers. Um, So I think Snell and Newcomb are both good picks, but I probably lean towards Snell a little bit. All right, so going down, I think that there's some really interesting cheaper options who uh, could have a lot of value here. We have Dylan Bundy started the year really well, and then I don't know what happened to him the last couple of starts, but he has gotten obliterated by both the Rays and the Angels. The Angels is pretty understandable. The Rays was just a really weird start, but Bundy now all the way down to 7,800. 
plus matchup for him against the Royals. I think there's upside there, but also some risk. Um, Rich Hill is only 7,300 against the Diamondbacks. Uh, the one big caution with me here is, is he going to have a pitch restriction because he's coming back from, what was it, a broken fingernail or something? It was it was a goofy injury. But if he's going to be on a pitch restriction, then it makes him a little less viable. But 7,300, I think there's a lot of upside in him. And then same for Luis Castillo at 6,600. He has been all over the place this year, except I think there is upside for him at home against the Mets. Uh, of these pitchers, the one who I like the most is Bundy, and then I like Hill a lot also if he doesn't have a pitch restriction. So how do you feel about those guys? And then is there anybody cheaper you like? Yeah, Hill could be the easiest value on the slate if he is unrestricted. Um, he's just way better than what that price tag is, and he's probably just priced down because he hasn't pitched in a while and because he was hurt. Um, yeah, between Hill, Castillo, Bundy, I think Hill would be the safest if he is unrestricted. Bundy and Castillo are definitely the riskier options. Um, I'm not sure who I prefer there. Like, I think they're both good choices, and I think this tier is probably just better value, actually, than Snell and Newcomb. Um, there's just as much upside, and the quality of pitcher, it's kind of similar to Newcomb, uh, what we have down here. And Rich Hill might be a comparable pitcher to Blake Snell. Um, yeah, I'm not I'm not really sure how to narrow this down yet, because I think these are all good, good options. Uh, the other pitcher who I might have some interest in is Mike Miner against the Tigers, who still don't have Miguel Cabrera. He's only at 6,300. Um, we just probably won't need the savings for him. Uh, so Miner probably just misses the cut. Um, what are your thoughts on Danny Duffy at only 5,700 against Baltimore? Because Duffy's been really bad this year, and I think he's maybe just an average pitcher. But that's a really cheap price for a high strikeout guy against the Orioles. Yeah, let's see. So... I mean, Duffy's not even. Duffy's only striking out seven point nine eight guys per nine innings. Um, his velocity did go up really briefly for a couple of starts. I'm just going to check to see if it went back down. Um, I think that Duffy's probably bad enough that I won't want to roster him just because there there are better pitchers for not even that much more. Duffy's actually throwing. Uh, let's see. Duffy's velocity is actually way up now, but he's still just been so terrible, so it's hard to put too much stock into it. Yeah, I think I actually may prefer the other side of that game, but Duffy could be worth a flyer. Um, I, I don't think he makes that much sense, though, because there are just so many options that are probably better choices and only a little bit more expensive than him. All right, so moving into the offenses, um, for me, I think that toughest offense to really make an opinion on is going to be Pittsburgh, because overall Giolito has been really terrible this year, except he did look really good in his last start. He does have pretty good acumen as a prospect of somebody with upside. Uh, let me see. Was it just the one start that Giolito was? Yeah, he's yeah. only had one good start this year. Okay, whatever. Yeah, I, I, I like the Pirates a lot tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, they're very cheap against someone who's been really, really awful for most of the season. Um, there are some other teams that I think have very similar expected outputs that are kind of in the same price range, but the Pirates, I would say, are in the category for best value. Um, other teams that are kind of priced similarly, the Phillies against Derek Holland at home, they just destroyed Jeff Samarja. They could be pretty popular, but a good spot for them. Um, and then the other offense, the, the Reds against Jason Vargas, although I think they're a bit more expensive. Uh, I'm just finding their pricing. Yeah, the, the Reds are definitely more expensive, um, but salary might not be too much of an issue here. 
So I think the three best spots are the Phillies against Holland, the Pirates against Giolito, and the Reds against Vargas. Uh, and then there's a Coors game I guess we have to get to, but I think I actually like these three offenses more than the Coors game. Are you in the same boat, or do you feel differently about Colorado? So as a stack, I don't really like the Rockies, but I, I think that Nolan Arenado and Trevor Story are both really good plays. Uh, Story is way too cheap for facing a lefty. 4300 for Story at Coors, that's going to be somebody who I really like as a plug. Uh, but outside of Arenado and Story, I don't really think I'll use a lot of Rockies players. I won't use other Rockies players, and I won't stack them either. Um, the other in offense that I think is in a pretty good spot is the Cubs at home against Jose Urania. Yeah, I think so. Um, let me just mention the Angels here first. Mike Trout is priced at 6300 um, John Gray is good enough. Like, 6300 might be too much for Trout against anybody. It's just a really high price for any player. Um, I'd be more likely to pay it if he was facing, like, Kyle Freeland or Antonio Sensatella or one of the weaker Rockies guys. Against John Gray, that's a really crazy price. And the Angels are all really expensive around him, too. Um, but yeah, Trevor Story is definitely the the one guy that makes the most sense from Coors. Uh, and yeah, the Cubs, um, do we have wind anything? I, I think it's going to be neutral wind at Wrigley this week. Yeah, yeah, no no, uh, no wind factor tomorrow. Uh, but the Cubs are kind of just reasonably priced against a really bad pitcher, so I think that's a good spot too. Yeah, we've got, uh, what is, Rizzo's been, uh, Rizzo's at 4600 I was going to say Rizzo's been really cheap recently and he's a little more expensive now. Uh, but yeah, it's it's. I think the team with the highest expected output is still the Reds against Jason Vargas. Vargas has been ridiculously terrible in his two starts this year, so I, I think it stands to reason that he doesn't have anything left in the tank at all. Vargas's numbers this year, uh, they're they're so absurd to look at. A sixteen point two ERA, a ten point eight three FIP, five point nine x FIP. Those are really really high numbers. So. The, I think the Reds are the team with the highest expected output. Would you agree with that? Yeah, I think the two best stacks are still the Phillies and the Pirates because of the pricing, but the Reds are the team that should score the most runs. So I, I still think it's those three offenses as the best spots. I think the Cubs are kind of just a little behind all of them. Like for, for similar pricing, the Reds should do better than the Cubs. Um, so I think the Cubs are more of a fringy play. And yeah, the, the Colorado game is a little expensive. So I, I think it does make sense to kind of just stick to those three offenses. Um, there's one other offense I want to mention, though, uh, and that's the Rangers at home against Mike Fires, who is basically a perfect pitcher to face for DFS because of the home run upside against him. And Texas is really cheap, too. Gallo's 4500 but everyone else is below 4000 Um So I would actually put the Tigers in a similar category to the Pirates, Reds, and Phillies. Okay, so we got through this pretty quick. Matt's going to make his basketball game on time. You could follow me on Twitter, GNBirdDFS. Matt's Twitter handle is at Preaching Sense, and we'll be back tomorrow.